Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the emotional entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to this podcast. I am so grateful that you are here, that you have arrived in this moment, and that we're going to go on a little journey together through this podcast episode. I am really excited because I'm going to be talking about my relationship to creativity as well as how it has evolved and how I really view it today and use it to my advantage and infuse creativity into all parts of my life. And if you're sitting here thinking, I'm not a creative person, this doesn't apply to me, that is so highly incorrect. Creativity is just the act of creating And as human beings, we are doing it constantly on a daily basis. It has nothing to do with if you are poetic or if you are visual or if you know how to style an outfit or draw or paint a painting. Creativity really at the core just has this innate energy that you are creating, whether you are creating the your inner world, whether you're creating the thoughts in your head, etc. So I think that creativity or my relationship to creativity has so significantly changed over the years from one that was really toxic and held me back. So we can take it back to middle school. I have always loved reading and writing. I have always considered myself a writer. And as I was starting to, I suppose, journal very regularly in eighth grade, I noticed that the things that I was writing about was a little bit heavy, a little bit dark, a little depressing. And I know it was definitely that pre-teenage hormonal years starting to pop their head out and seep their way into my lives. But by the time I got to high school, I was writing a lot of poetry. I was writing a lot of short stories and they all really did have a pretty dark undertone. And 
it, that all really was happening parallel to the fact that I had experienced my first depressive episode at the age of 14. So under the shadow of my mental illness and under the shadow of anxiety and depression, writing for me was a place that I could very freely express those emotions and dive into those emotions and not hold back and not be afraid of if I was too much or if someone would be worried about me or what it meant about me. There was really zero shame attached to my words and I knew that some of the things that I was writing were really, really intense and dark and at many times things that I didn't actually want to be thinking about. But they really moved through me and onto the page for a very, very specific reason. And I really believe that in many ways, writing for me was a deep solace, a very introspective um, me time moment that I was able to have with myself constantly, a very safe space to express without borders or limitations. But in that, sometimes I would dive a little bit too deep and, and it was difficult to pull myself out of it. So sometimes writing for me was a sense of release and sometimes writing for me was a way to stay in it, a way to stay in those uncomfortable emotions and kind of glorify them and romanticize them. So I had this very, very toxic view of creativity. And when psychiatrists were thinking of putting me on medication, my biggest, I suppose, hesitancy was that I didn't want the medications to impact my creativity. I didn't want to lose my writing. And basically when I was saying that, what I was saying was, if this stifles my ability to feel and communicate in this deep, poetic, dark manner, I don't want to get better. Even though that deep, poetic, dark manner and those moments where I was writing was really hurting and killing me and ruining my life. So that creativity became almost addicting to me. And I look and I took it as a pride of honor. I took it as something that made me unique and special in this world that I had these innate creative talents that were able to come alive within my disorder. It was this really protective shield of, well, if I'm suffering, at least I'm producing this and the work is more important than my life. And that idea, one, keeps you in complete disarray, in complete despair, in complete chaos, in complete anxiety, in complete victimhood mentality, and does not, la- does not promote you to take an active role over your life. It just says, I want to be known as someone who writes poems like this, so I'm going to torture myself because the only way that art and creativity and gifts can be expressed is through torture. And so nothing that I do in my life should make me better because if it does, then it will ruin this relationship I have with words. And I think a lot of artists struggles with struggle I think a lot of artists struggle with this. I think a lot of creatives struggle with this. And I actually fast forward to when I was kind of in my mid-20s after I had dropped out of Sarah Lawrence College and had led that very emotionally connected, culturally, intellectually, and philosophically analytical life at a liberal arts college, smoking cigarettes and running around Manhattan and getting tattoos and wearing all black, which I definitely still wear all black. Um... After I had dropped out because my bipolar disorder had gotten too large, I actually decided to take a break from writing because I, my life had spiraled so out of control that I was unable to hold even a job or an internship. My life was really not progressing forward. And 
unfortunately, sitting alone at night and writing was actually keeping me in a pool of emotions that I didn't really need to be in anymore. They were no longer serving me. And in fact, they were ruining my life. So that space, while maybe I created a good short story, was eating at me. And so for a few years, I actually stopped even journaling. I stopped writing. I stopped doing all those things just so I could focus on myself and my emotions. And I've had really mixed feelings about that. I missed my writing. I missed that part of my identity, but I also understood that it was hurting me and harming me. And I felt this sense of, I felt like a sellout. I felt as if I had given up my art to live a more balanced foundational life. And at that point I hadn't been introduced to spirituality and I was just base. I was on a base functioning level. Like that was the goal. Just get me to a base functioning level. The conversation of meaning and fulfillment and spirituality and feeling safe in my emotions and being connected to a higher power and loving my life so much. I wasn't there yet. At first it was just the survival situation of let me let me just get to the point where I can do shit, right? Like, let me just get to the point where I can re-enroll in college. I can hold a part-time barista job. Let's just get me there. And to get me there, I had to give up, you know, emo, indie, rock, sad music. I gave up all my writing. And for a very long time, I didn't write. And it wasn't until I read Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, which I really, really recommend for everybody to read, that I realized that putting this identity of the struggling artist or the artist that is in emotional turmoil is actually keeping you from living your life and the quality of your work. Your work will be so much more impactful, organized. Um, it will have a wisdom to it if you are able to transcend that place and really understand creativity as something completely different, something to not be prideful over, um, to be able to adapt your work and to change it so that people can read it, so that it can hit I don't want to say a mass market, but so that it could hit more people. You don't have to completely commercialize yourself, but we get so tied up in the honor of, well, I can't change that one paragraph because I'm the artist and that's not my work. And then therefore your work doesn't get picked up because you're not willing to work with the editor. And therefore nobody sees your work at the end of the day where if you had just collaborated with somebody else, it would have been out there in the world and helped transformed and impacted people. So she was really a really great kind of expander for me in that sense of understanding creativity different and understanding that keeping yourself in that depressive dark cage is really just obviously an ego construction. And obviously, and also if you push past that, there's so much more to creativity that is fun and playful and light and beautiful and fulfilling and meaningful and completely soul aligned. And so now that I'm at a point with my mental illness that I feel so much more confident in my body, so much more foundational with my mental illness, so much more, I suppose, safe in my emotions, I have a complete faith and surrender in the universe and in God that I will always be okay no matter what life throws my way, I'm able to relook at creativity and what it means to me. I haven't done so much creative writing, but I feel as if when I write in my captions on Instagram, I am able to infuse a little bit of creative writing. Podcasting has been a completely new way that I am able to relate to words that is so different from writing, but makes sense that I'm in the podcast game because words really were my first love. And in a podcasting sense, there is no necessarily judgment over, you know, 
or there's no outline, there's no construct, there's no thought that goes into everything I say. I just allow the energy of language to flow through me in a really, really beautiful free way without this constraints of tapping into really, really intense emotions, but rather just providing a mirror of my experiences to myself and to everyone that listens, uh, you, you, you that I'm in your ear, that's a really, really beautiful creative freedom that I have around words. And so today I realized that in my life, creativity is the most joyful and light and inspiring thing that I have ever had a relationship with, where it used to be very dark and meaningful, but dark and toxic. And I think once I got rid of that narrative, I have been able to creatively express myself in ways that aren't just stuck in my notebooks that two people are going to read, but in ways that touch people and connect people and create community and amplify women. And there's so many different ways, you know, empowering my team, etc. And so the way that I view creativity today is that creativity is just anything we create. So my business is creative because I'm creating it. I'm building it. I am archetyping it the same way you would build a building, the same way you would build out a short story. So in that sense, every single day, the way I do business is creative because I am creating something. The way I decorate my house is creative. The way I dress myself is creative. The way that I express myself on this podcast is creative. The way that I create a mood and ambiance and a vibe in my house by lighting Palo Santo and lighting candles and putting on Bossa Nova, that's creative because it's creating an energetic vibe. So there's so many ways that we create. We create the world that we live in by the way we speak to ourselves. Every time you have a negative thought, you're creating a negative experience of this life here. Every time you have a positive thought, you are creating an empowering, beautiful inner world for yourself. So when we stop thinking of creativity as this very binary action that those who are artists and those who are visually in tuned are cre- as creatives, but really view everything that we do in life as creativity. We are co-creating our life. What we do in the morning, our morning routines is creativity, how we organize them, what we put in, how we set the scene for our mornings, how we set the scene for our nights, how we decorate our, I don't know, how we de- how we plan our wedding and the way it looks, right? Our screensaver on our phone and our computer, the way we write emails, everything about what we do is creative. And so I love this idea that just being alive is creative, just going through the motions, making decisions, building out your life, co-creating your reality with the universe is creative. And that view of creativity that now I believe is not only accessible to everybody, but inherently living within them, whether they know it or not, is such an amazing, joyful, light, fulfilling way to look at it. And it makes life fun. Creating should be fun. It should be inspiring. That doesn't always mean that it's so happy. We could be creating conversations around grief. We could be creating conversations around anxiety disorders. I create conversations around bipolar disorder. And while, yes, there's a depth and and an aspect of despair to it, there's also this intense, intense undercurrent of transformation and fulfillment and purpose. And so I think that adding that in to your creative pursuits, that bigger picture of hope and faith and love and light allows your creativity to reach more people and to make a bigger impact. 
So if you're listening to this and you are still saying to yourself that you're not a creative person, I urge you to think of one way that you create around you, whether it is in a hobby, whether it is the way you cook dinner, whether it is the music you play while you shower. In what ways are you creating the reality that you have on a macro level, the way you feel and talk to yourself every day to a micro level? What candle are you burning, right? What incense are you burning, if any? That's the beauty of creativity is that it's just this inherent energy that we all do every single day. And we all have the ability to tap into creative energy as well. It is inherently in us. It is a human experience and it is not something that is gifted to some and neglected in others. It is just up to us to reframe the way we think about creativity and ask for permission or not even ask, just go in and access creativity without judgment or shame of what it looks like or what it should look like, but really just playing in that very, very pure childlike energy. So that's what I have to say about creativity. I am so happy that I got to this place because it is not limiting. It is not toxic. It is not keeping me down and it is not destroying my life. Creativity does not destroy your life. Creativity enhances it and it expands it and it builds. So I hope that was helpful. Why do I say that every time, guys? Every time I finish an episode, I'm like, I hope that was helpful because that that really is my intent in creating all of these episodes. I, I really think about how can I portray something that will help other people? How can I, having gone through so much emotional pain and come out the other end with such clarity, translate that and communicate that to others so that they don't feel alone in their suffering and that they can feel confident through life's challenges. So that's really my my end goal, really. So if you love listening to this podcast, which I'm so grateful if you do on a regular basis, that's the raddest thing ever. You can go to the show notes. There will be a link to sign up for my newsletter. I send out a newsletter every single Sunday. Um, that really helps you combat Sunday scaries and gives you a ritual Um, something to think about, a journal prompt, etc. to have a more intentional grounding Sunday so that you can start your week off right. I so appreciate you being here. I love you all so much. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. I'll catch you next time.